Hello out there, Uncensored Radio fans, fathers, mothers, sisters, brothers, lovers, and everything in between. As you can see, I am by myself to start with today, but I will not be alone for long because I have a very, very special guest so I'm very excited to talk to. This woman is all things to all people. She is a writer, a content creator, actor, dancer, stand-up comedian, and most importantly, Irish soft shoe champion and Australia's darling. I can only be talking about one person, the one and only Miss Ruby Tees. Hey, Ruby, how oh, are you, gorgeous? What an introduction to the ages. Oh, my God, my my footsies just hurt thinking about oh. my under 10 soft shoe champion reign of New South Wales. Thank you very much for having me, lovely oh. people out there. It's my absolute pleasure. Now, Ruby is a little bit of an obsession of mine, and I have to like I have to come clean because I I did not discover I like I had <laughs> we, 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 won't, we won't linger long on the babble, but you know. I had oh. I had listened I had I had listened to the babble while you were on and we actually have a link through the babble as well. I listened to your Halloween episode a couple of days ago and you spoke oh. to Anne and Renata. Yes. Who are ghost oh. hunters who I work that was for. Hilarious. Okay. That's the connection there. Now <laughs> there's another I one. <laughs> speak to those lovely ladies again because they literally looked me dead in the eyes and said, one of them said to me, I can't remember if it was Renata or the other lovely lady, but she said she got eaten out on the toilet by a ghost. Yeah, that would be Renata. That's a lovely yeah. story. You've got to come and visit. Uh, we'll, we'll talk more about Newcastle later, but you've got mm -hmm. to come, if you come visit, if you're ever down Newcastle way, just let me know. We'll get you on a ghost tour, you know. Actually, nice I will and... be <gasps> because I'm about to start a podcast called Whatever Floats Your Ghost. And the concept is I tell jokes to ghosts in the funny machine and they yeah. have to see if it and I have to see if they think it's me. And with that, I'm also going to be talking to ghost people, people who have had very great experiences like Renata getting eaten down the toilet by a ghoulie ghost <laughs> and doing well, ghosts through the ages. Like, did ghosts always wear their period clothing or is there other types of ghosts? We'll see. You know, they find wandering out. around in a suit. Whatever floats top. the ghost. Yeah. Which you know? I reckon. Hello. I love it. I love it. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm going to expose, as I said, I'm going to expose myself. Did listen to the babble and went back and listened to a couple the other day because I was like, oh my God, your voice. I think your voice is like the soundtrack to my life at the moment. But right. through pandemic, and this is a very, a very common theme. Um, you, you guys got, you and your podcasts and your stuff got me through pandemic, but the one thing that really engaged a lot of people, and we have to talk about it, is on your Instagram, which, of course, you know, is below. Hello. If you're Thank not already you. following her, so follow tech. her, yeah. follow her, follow her. You did some reels on dance schools. Now... There is a lot going on in these. Were you surprised at the reaction that you got to this, like, random question about dance I schools? thought there would be, like, mostly 16 responses because it was a juicy topic. And I thought of it 
I was in lockdown for like 14 weeks. And if there's one thing, you know, that no one puts Ruby in lockdown because <laughs> no. I just, I'm clinically an, an extrovert. Um, and I must be absolutely shining at all times. That sounds very annoying, but when you meet me, you're like, yeah, can't keep her inside for no, too long or else she'll down. explode. And I was like, okay, I think naturally my creative outlet was just trying to do something to connect with people because I'm so used to doing that on the outside world every night on stage. And I was like, oh, gosh, I've got to speak to some people. How can I tap into literally every one of my audience's psyche? And we all <laughs> share the same trauma. And that trauma is going to a suburban dance school in Australia <laughs> because we have a huge gypsy mentality in um Australia and that's dance schools and uh, as someone with an Irish traveler background like second generation I'm very linked to those superstitions um so I really tapped into those ancestors and the Australian dance culture and I thought how can we reach people in hour of need which is the middle of winter in a 14-week lockdown and that's what you got it's <laughs> some of the and as, as someone who was kind of about at the same time in Sydney um, doing mm. full-time, very late in life, I, I actually yeah. did it when I was 28. Wow. I, I yeah, really I know. appreciate that because I'm thinking of, like, going and doing another, like, just something overseas. But I'm like, yeah. next year I'll be 32 and it's like, is that too late? But I think no. if I'm lying on my deathbed, I'm gonna think no, that wasn't too late, you know. That was exactly <laughs> it because I did the yeah. I did the life wrong way round thing. I went to university because I was the first person in my family to get into university. I was yeah. like, oh, you know, got to do it, got to do it instead of like no, running yeah. away at eighteen and doing doing totally. it when you're supposed to. I went twenty eight. Sounds great. So yeah, we were inadvertently floating around at the same time, and <laughs> some of the um. Some of the stories that came up in those in that podcast in the podcast in the reels sound very very familiar, <laughs> and it, yes, go, oh, yeah. it is a small world, and it's and the same blueprint really. It's just carbon copy of one place to the next. It's this inter institutionalized thing. We think it's so sh it's such a shame because a lot of my friends still are very institutionalized like these institutions are make or break of their career or of their passion or of their identity and i have to say no darling it's just another business like i exactly. had a friend go you know when you debut at edinburgh it's really important because you know that's the only time you can really win the awards win the five stars and that can really like make or break whether you waste that ten thousand dollars or whether it's worth it and i turned to him and i said dallin sydney comedy festivals these festivals these festivals they're just another business and they're not going to determine your career what's going to determine your career is the work and performances you do every week and that accumulated over a period of time but these institutions, they always seem to pop up in our lives, whether they're our dance schools, whether they're our universities. We're always trying to suck up to our toots because they're going to unlock this huge future for us. But they'll just drop us the minute we graduate. So, you know, exactly. do all the things. And it's just the sprinkle on your cake at the end of the day. But the actual cake and the icing has nothing to do with these institutions. 
Right, you work your way like yeah. you work if you survive till agents week. Oh my god, it's like the the, yeah. the life. You, but, oh, <laughs> I, think I remember it's so that. Funny. Yeah, agents week that just triggered me so hard. I haven't yeah. heard that sentence for so long, but that's the thing, isn't it? Agents week or grad or da 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 da. Who gets signed think, by who, or if you don't yeah. get signed, or it's just or, like there was this huge just a sidetrack. Agents week was so. So it just, it was like, it was like a soap opera. It was like this, the right. season finale of Neighbours for right. us because there was this agent who just started with heaps of money and he did this. It was when social media first started going and he did this huge social campaign and he did these huge, um, um, did this huge, um, photo shoots with everyone he had he would come to these his castings it was like two big apple mac screens and like set them up in the corner like his name i can't remember but the agency was called okina or okina i have remember i have remembrances do you remember that i have remembrances do you remember and he everyone was like oh my god oh my god you know there's an alternative to the three that were out there which was like gray boy jeep and i think um detour at the time or something or you know and it was he was like you know i'm coming in i'm gonna be great i'm gonna pick a bit of he was literally signing everyone and he had a small fee involved and that was so that you know because he was new and um he just needed like to make sure he covered his cost and blah 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 blah, blah. so everyone in agents week is like well if you don't get signed by this this guy i think his name was matt or something he's going to sign you, Akina, and you just, you know, he's just, he's great. And he's like, you know, he might not have a job for everyone, but he'll try. Anyway, the week after the agent's week, Matt disappears with everyone's money and his two MacBook screens. And then we're going, where's, Matt? where's, Matt? where's Matt? I I got, I got signed for my full time by another, I would say Ponzi scheme who isn't around anymore. <laughs> Um, I didn't get signed by the three good ones. I got signed by the po- the other Ponzi scheme um, and I paid my $800, then got nothing. Um, but um, <laughs> I am walking down the street in Redfern and who do I see sweating with sunglasses on and stops dead? It's Matt Ukina. Oh, my God. Oh. What do you do? <laughs> hey, you. Where's your screens, Dal? Where's everyone's money? <laughs> In the sunglasses, and he obviously. He runs away. He runs away. Oh, he stopped no. dead like this. Shy Steve. But this is the, I haven't. I haven't unlocked these memories in years. Like, so this is what happened to me because I was watching yeah. the. I was watching your reels at like, and I messaged you, and I didn't even realize at what time it was. It was like three in the morning. I'm like, oh my god. Well, and you, you, to your credit, you replied. I would have just been like, block. You're fucking crazy. Oh no, no. I, I think like, those kept me up all night because people would just. Really, really, it was like a huge Australian like wide support group. Tra- it was like a trauma venting slash therapy session. Everyone got their shit out. Yeah, <laughs> it, was, it like, was like we all came together for this conference. Yeah, um, conference of psychological trauma up. of you know, know. not being able to kick over your head when you're five foot something and just crying yeah. your life out. That's all right, exactly. But you've done and the yeah, you've done the hard yeah. yards. You've been in. You've been like. A, a touring dancer and, and done like the suit work and all that kind of stuff. 
I've done everything. Are you happy those days are behind you? Someone offered me suit work the other day. I'm nearly 40 and I went, never again. Never. No, suit work is really bad and you don't need any training whatsoever. No. Um, I wouldn't even put it in the creative arts because (laughs) all you need is someone with some strong shoulders. It's like water torture, really. Yeah, back in 2011... I did a job in Nara for Nickelodeon. <laughs> and it was a gumball and peanut or something show. Something. And these are the mascot handlers. It's crazy that they get dancers to do it. You don't need a dancer to do it. No, but the people not. that do it absolutely think it's their 15 minutes of fame. Never danced, oh, yeah. never done anything because they don't need to. They no. go, oh, I suppose I'll get into the suit. I'll get into the suit. I'll get... And I was like... This is the worst job I've ever done. And it was so tiring and so hard yakka. And the job was like, you had to drive. This is how stupid we are. You have to drive three hours to get there. Do it. <laughs> drive back three hours. And you get paid eight weeks later, maybe. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If if you chase it. If you chase it. Yeah. I remember being that, flown to Brisbane I can't to, that. to do a show. Like I, I'm from Newcastle. Their Brisbane cast member was out of the country. So I got flown to Brisbane to do this massive like Stocklands gig. So it was like a yes. land development thing. And it was for Yo Gabba Gabba. Ooh. So yeah. I was a giant, I was a giant yellow robot. Fuck my life. It pissed down raining the entire time. So we were supposed to do mm-hmm three shows and meet and greets in between all the shows. It pissed down raining. We did half of one show because the stage filled with water and there's cords all over the stage and they're sparking and whatnot. It's just like, yeah. okay. So I went to Brisbane for half an hour's work. Still got paid fully, but, you know, work. <laughs> it's just yeah. not worth it. The danger money in itself is not okay. Yeah, and it's just got to work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But I, you know, if you need cash and if yeah, exactly a part time job and stuff, you can't knock it, can you? What no. who am I to say that's gonna work? Honestly, in this economy, we've all been there. But I think every, everyone that's you know everyone that's been through that cycle has at least done it once. You at least do yeah. it once and go. You oh, at least do I'm it once. Paid to perform. This is amazing. And then you go. Oh God. This isn't it, really. <laughs> this is not it. This is what I paid thousands upon thousands of dollars for. Okay, oh, right, great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta, yeah. You, you stop and have a think and you go, okay. Yeah, you go, really, yeah. this is my life? So Yeah, you... I'm hoping that people get past that point. <laughs> you I hope really so, am. really. Would. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you would, you would. Or just give it to the kids, mate. They want it. Like, that should yeah, be, like, pre-professional. Get the pre-professional yeah. kids out there. They would live for yeah, it. Yeah, I reckon, yeah, full-timers, yeah. They, they if live. they're doing their job at their bar job at um cargo or something, they're getting paid like two cents an yeah. hour. Yeah, then you can yeah. just do that too. You got to do that. So I was very famously told by one of my teachers, and I think you you embody this completely at full time. If there isn't work available, you create that work. And if yeah. you look like following you, you are. One busy beaver, which I'm totally lucky to actually get the chance to have a chat with you. So um, you've just come off, like, massive tour, right, with yeah. Chappelle. Chappelle, your, Ooh, your, your so loveliness. Organization, now, tell me, tell me a little bit or the folks about a little bit about Chappelle, Chappelle and who you play and all that kind of stuff. 
Oh, oh that's a good photo. <laughs> that is literally it's... my family, um, second family. Um, so basically, I um, was at UTS doing journalism and political history because after dance, I just realised there was a whole world out there that I didn't know about. Uh, and I found it really hard to really construct a sentence, um, which is crazy. Uh, so I retired from dance and my world just opened up. It was amazing. Like there was people who did, who liked all this type of amazing music and there was languages and there was different foods that you could actually eat. And there was like a whole world out there. Um, there was different types of performing arts, different types of creativity, uh, different types of performance, um, comedy, writing, theater, amazing things. Um, and I always was always dabbling in stand up naturally and always trying to make funny videos and stuff. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to do radio. And then even after radio, I got a scholarship, um, to afters doing radio and comedy for radio and uh but my brain really expanded when i did like the political um current affairs kind of stuff and i was like despite my teachers at radio school wanting me to go and have like start out with like the number one breakfast radio show in dubbo and then work my way into the city i think i still have more to learn so i'm going to go to uni um, and I got into the really good journalism program at UTS and that was amazing, but it was amazing for two things. Cause I like really flung out into the world, but number two, they had, UTS had an amazing comedy club called the crap society. And it was comedy review and performance society. And it was like a club and there was impro, there was stand up, but most importantly, there was sketch. And we would do the most amazing sketch shows and the most amazing review shows. And after doing a year and a half of like a very serious degree, I saw comedy auditions this way and I like walked down there and then I went into this basement and there was all these fucking weirdos that were the same as me. And I was like, where the fuck have you guys been? What the hell? And so we were just doing like the most amazing comedy shows. And from there, really amazing people would come and watch. And I just got plucked to do other shows like, I got plucked to do Still Magnolias, got plucked to do um, In a West Side Story, the musical, which then more people saw. But most importantly, the director of Chappelle Chappelle came one night to the Women's Review, which was just like the women doing amazing comedy. And in that show, I played 14 characters. And then I heard one Hold up, this 14, 14 different yeah. characters. Yeah, okay, yeah. Like so, for punishment, radio, go Yeah, for it. so that one, that show was really good because that was when I gave birth to Tim Bailey and I gave birth to Gladys and I gave birth to um, Gladys Berejiklian's, the Gladys Berejiklian uh, impersonator, um, the double bay wives, the things like that. Um, and I, you know, the director or one of the girls from that show said, oh, my friend wants to speak to you. They're doing Chappelle, call me a musical. And I thought, great, another gig, here we go. Um, so I had kind of like this audition um, interview for this new musical that had won a touring scholarship to Sydney from regional Australia. And I thought, great, because there's nothing more I love in this world than country people and country creatives. I think they're awesome. They're the best. Uh, and they are the most efficient teams in the country. Um, 
And I said, fabulous. So they, they said, look, we're going to meet you Monday, 10 o'clock. We'll, you live in Chippendale, so we'll meet you at Broadway Shopping Centre at a cafe or something. I said, great. The day before, I got so badly dumped by my boyfriend of a year and a half. Like it was oh, an no. absolute fucking rinsing. Like he hung me out on the washing line and then spun it around and then left me overnight. That's how bad it was. And at the time I was also really sick with a cold and like had the sweats, like it was a flu. And so I completely forget that I have this, because I've been just in hysterics the whole night. I completely forget that I have this audition meeting at 10 a.m. the next day for the next big potential job. Anyway, they call me and they go, hey, babe, we're running 10 minutes late. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. I'll just wait for you then. That's fine. And um, lucky, it's exactly 10 minutes from my house where we were supposed to meet. So I fucking piss bolt there with the same pajamas, same awful hair, same oh, everything because I'm just so sick and so sad. And then they're sitting there and I come in and I say, look, here's the deal. I have been through the absolute ringer the last 24 hours. I'm really sick. I'm really tired. I'm really sad. This is really bad. I can't believe it. I'm embarrassed. And they said, you know what? We were going to get you to sing a song and read a monologue, but we're just going to give you the role. Oh, work. That's amazing. <laughs> and so you played? Who, who I you played play Mercedes Corby. Um, some would say the protagonist. Some would say <laughs> the protagonist. Who knows? Um and um, she is Chappelle Corby's sister who becomes the spokes family, the spokesperson for the family over the 14 years of the most ridiculous media, of the most ridiculous media circus there ever was in Australian uh, tabloid current affairs history. Right, and doesn't mind to dance break either. Like, she Here is all over it. Look oh, at her. She's- She's going for it. She's living her best life. But yeah, the dance, the music, the 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 scene work, the the everything about that show, the band, the compositions, everything was just outstanding. But most outstanding were the people that I worked on that show with. And I've said this a million times, and it's a bit of a Lady Gaga. There could be ninety nine people in the room, but I always say it must. And I said the other two because we just wrapped our four years of, you know, touring around. I say it just must be divine intervention and I must have just done something really good in my last life yeah. to have had this opportunity and for everyone to be available for this and for this crazy different worlds colliding and coming together. Like lightning in a bottle. I must moment. be doing. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, totally. I must be doing something. And look, she doesn't mean high kick too. She's she's all about that. Life. Yes. Wow. It's crazy that she's your living. legs kind of still go. So <laughs> at at, the, at that moment, then the day after, you're like, oh, right, okay. Yep, they remember yeah, that. They still go. They still yeah, work. They it's still crazy. Work. But you need to have faith. Like, you might be 10 years in retirement, but she can still do it. <laughs> she can still get up there, bat mod with the best of her baby. She got that. She yeah. got that work. Yeah. Now I mm-hmm. have to talk to you about mystery flight as well. Mm-hmm. Sure. Now, she's mm-hmm. 
she is an insane looking show with uh, a posse of very talented people as well by the looks yes. of it. Now you've just come off doing that as well. Like, are you like yeah, ready for I ran a them both at the same time. Uh, well, it's or funny have you recovered? when you're, you are, <laughs> I'm still very tired because our money came very late for those shows. So I had to still work my day job as soon as I hopped off tour, like literally yeah. the next day. Um, but when you kind of are on the brink of finally making it, which I am, I would say maybe, um, yeah. you actually can't say no to anything and you have to tour and get as many people out there as possible to come and see your shows. Um, it's, it's, I wish that lots of people go, you're crazy, you're crazy, but I didn't really have much choice. Um, no, you've got to do and, it. and I think, look, if we're going to smash it all out now, let's smash it all out now. I'd rather tour both <laughs> the shows if it works so that we can keep doing other projects or um, writing other things that can go into the rest of the year. And I mean, the comedy circuit only happens once a year. Yeah. At the beginning of the year, which I think is so weird. It's like, so you have to write <laughs> over summer? Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, well, that's fair. <laughs> um, and, look, I would rather tour both shows um, and have them both to see, everyone to see, than just tour them separately. So it kind of worked out where we have the same promoter on both the shows. So we are able to, like not have any clashes as such, um, but it was really, really hard work. Um, but it always is hard work. And just to, you know, right. yeah. make your life even easier, podcasting, because, yes. you know, mm-hmm. who doesn't have extra time? The people time? need me. The people, the people need, need to me. hear yeah. you. They need to see you. They need to okay. smell you. Now, yes. I went through mm-hmm. I went through everything. I've been through every episode of everything at least once. Um, Garn Trapo. I, yes. I got into in a big way in uh, in pandemic. Um, mm-hmm. It started out as the Great Aussie Debate up late, and I never got the yeah. answer. Are you Team Mindy or are you Team Robert Thirst Trap? I'm Team Robert Thirst Trap. Sorry. What's that about? I like, started with Mindy because I'm all girl. I'm like fem- I'm pro girls. I yeah. love the girls, but I'm sorry. Robert, Robert, you're like okay, mate. That's, that's he's eighteen. He's, he's eighteen now, so he's we can eighteen say now. This. It's okay. He's yeah. had a beer. I wonder if he's had a few things. Never had even. She hasn't even had a glass of coke. Uh, have Bindi. you seen her? Bo- have mm. you seen Bindi's husband? I'm sure she's had a few things. She got that yeah. baby, so she's had to have a few things done. Yeah, but, I will. So, coming from good me, on her. I can only judge on my experience, and I've definitely had a few things. Look, we're gonna we're definitely gonna talk about that when we get to sex and ocean. But yeah. um I've gotta say, going Tropo is is amazing. Um was most of that ad libbed or did you sit and write that? Because some we of the just stuff have you come up with that we have to hear. Yeah, yeah we think the about Prince it. Philip um, the it. Prince Philip Lane Cove episode where you gave the um eulogy. I Every time I come to that one, I literally have to pull over the car if I'm driving and laugh my ass off at the eulogies and stuff. It's just, I can't. You guys are hilarious in that show and you play off each other so well. Thank you. That will be coming back again shortly. So everyone that's missed it. I really miss doing the sound design for that. Um, Yeah. But, um, yeah, 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 yeah. We we just sometimes we go, well, quick, let's write something down that we can say. (laughs) 
because the last episode a presentation Mm -hmm. the last episode you did you ended up in my hometown you ended up in newcastle yeah home of the tap dogs home of the tap dogs home of um man baby (laughs) the cat lizard now for the people that you that haven't heard of of your experience with the cat lizard man. So that's near my house. Yes. <laughs> would you would you care to share this story? Because every time I hear it, I laugh. I can't. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Look, I don't know if I'm going to get sued for defamation, so I have to be careful. Just allegedly. Oh, we, just allegedly. Mm-hmm. we have we have a banner because we always um, get a little bit. We have this one. It's called Comedy People, and we we also have everything is to be said allegedly and to prove otherwise. And so, listen, I'm not asking for the CCTV. I'm I just saying. <laughs> you know what I mean? So please, yeah. new idea, don't come for me. I think he has um, bigger fish to fry, really. Oh, yeah. I mean, don't <laughs> right. we all? This was 2019. <laughs> I was in a small dive bar called Sneaky Possum around the corner from my house. It was my, it was my first work it, it was my first weekend off since doing the first run of Chappelle and I had been really strict on like a strict diet, strict um, workouts. You know, I wanted to look good and, you know, it was a, our first run of Chappelle. So this was my blowout weekend and I was sucking back the rosés at the Sneaky Possum with a couple of friends from uni. Um, and then we went to a house party and then we came back and we were lit. Lit, 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 lit. Anyway, the sneaky possum boys, they're so cheeky. One of them leans over and goes, Ruby, guess who's behind you? And it's the DJ from You Know Where. I'm not going to say anything more, anything less, but everyone saw the photo pop on the screen. And um, I turn around and DJ is like in all this white, in a white outfit head to toe with lots of like, you know, flaps and fringes coming off it. And he's got this, um, his um, charcoal eyeliner on, a little bit sweating profusely kind of look. And I go, oh, cool. Anyway, the joker behind the bars thought it would be funny to put on straight lines. And if any Silverchair fan is aware of straight lines, it's that obvious pop rock song that's not quite far off Kelly Clarkson kind of vibe that you can tell a band sold out once they've put on like a pop rock commercial Today FM kind of hopeful borderline Christian Appeal rock to song. the masses, let's go. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It was a Sony BMG. This is a great idea. And you can tell to any creative with that grunge background, it was going to be a real piss off. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so... Pumping his straight lines and I've gone, oh, my God. In an alcohol-fueled environment, this is not a good idea. All of a sudden, he stands up, (laughs) picks up a stool, and I had this big top knot. On it's the drinking I'll... bun, we call it. The drinking yeah, bun. Yeah, the drinking bun. Up. The drinking, yeah. the drinking bun on my hair. He throws this metal stool across the bar. And you know when something doesn't wipe you out, but it hooks you and you just drag slowly with it? You're like this, you're like... 
like a matrix moment like, kind of thing. It's a matrix moment. It's like almost in slow motion. Yeah. And I am getting slid along the bar by the <laughs> bloody moving stool. And I am in a full Martha Graham backbend. Oh, and then he beautiful. runs to the door, faces us and goes, like a cat lizard and then runs out and then as he's running out the um daily telegraph has snapped him snap snap and then on the monday then came out that front cover of the daily telegraph which i don't think that he would be front cover material like he's no. like an old iconic suit like yeah. rock star from the 90s i didn't i don't know why that would be front cover material and just the story, it's very new idea to me. Yeah, it's um, very But much, I don't it? know who the editors <laughs> were at that time. Anyway, slapped on full length, a photo of full length of the front Telegraph page. And I don't know how their audience would really Respond. care about yeah. this. Yeah, they wouldn't care. So it was a very odd choice. Um, Daniel Johns, two weeks in Chippendale's sex dungeon. And then a photo of him in the white outfit running out of the sneaky possum. And everyone in the bar turned around to me and said, oh, my God, Daniel Johns just threw a silver chair at you. That's a gift. And from that, that... from that moment, I knew I was the chosen one. <laughs> That's a gift from the gods, from the comedy gods. Like, yep. what? That, that doesn't happen. <laughs> like, no. Like, it's amazing. No. I knew so I was. I knew I was special. That is special, and that Godtropo is is very much a comedy, like you know, sketch kind of variety. So, but I've got to say, the episode that you guys did about Jack's mum passing oh, yeah. away, mm-hmm. I listened to, and it just happens to line up yeah. with the year anniversary of my dad's passing away. Oh, I'm sorry. But it, it was no, but it was so therapeutic. Way. It was so, mm. and to hear people be honest and like you, like both of you, be so honest about grief and how you go through this at at a younger age and like mm. losing a parent and not knowing, especially not knowing how to help someone who's lost a parent, was yeah. so was so cool and refreshing. And I think that that's the kind of stuff that you do so well. Especially with your podcast, Seximation. Seximation, it's defamation, but sex. With sex, yes, I live. So are you surprised at the stuff that you get? All right, here's my question. How much of the stuff that you get in inbox can you share with people? Because some of these stories, you just go, oh, my God, these people are living a life. Well, we actually share everything. That's um, cool. And if it's a bit on the nose or there's something wrong with it, then we'll say that. Yeah. Um, so a lot of some, some, we even get some bragging about cheating or some like, oh, fell asleep, but we still kept going kind of thing. Yeah, and we will say, no, that's not good. And that's a yeah. part of the lesson. So we actually do share everything. And we are surprised that our inbox is full because a lot of podcasts, even the big ones in the corporate world, they do struggle to get listener input. Yeah, definitely. Well, we find, I find this sex and love, everyone 
And it's like romance scenes in the movies. They're the best bits, right? They're the most right. juicy bits and that's what gets your attention. But I've done like every type of content, but when it comes to sex and love and relationships, everyone just wants more and it's just so juicy or everyone just wants to share. It's so weird, us humans, that like we're just so drawn to this idea of romance or sex or weird kinky stuff. It's like comedy, great horror great stuff but the romance stuff and the human interest stuff is really the content that keeps on giving and always will have a life and it's i think it's refreshing to hear it from you know two women to start with Mm. and and the honesty that you guys have with your listeners and everyone's just kind of like like we're we're generationally stepping forward as opposed to you know like I remember, I remember back when I was young there was like sex life with Tony Goldsmith on TV show and you're like oh you can't watch that it's a bit taboo yeah but people mm-hmm. are actually like having these conversations about you know um you've had trans sex workers on your show you've had like yeah a show on fisting <laughs> like yeah it's, yeah yeah it's yeah taking it out of the closet and going this is what life is because it is such a universal experience people you know they're either having sex, they're not se- having sex, they want sex, yeah. they want love, they want to feel and that And it kind of goes in line with our thing. Sometimes we're on, sometimes we're off, you know. Right. And Even you are Bunty tone- has her day. <laughs> you are so blatantly honest and I love it and I love that you guys are, yeah. are doing weekly shows now. I get, I can get yeah, my little, yeah. is that Percy going off? Yeah. Do you want to have a look? Oh, <laughs> your man. Yeah, we need to see. He is like the co-star of your life. <laughs> look at him. No, no cameras. <laughs> He hates the cameras. He knows the cameras out because he knows he's he not. He's not camera ready today. Special biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are working on a live show eventually. Yeah, we're working on a live show. It'll be like a panel show where people can so participate, cool. and then we kind of act out the scenes, <laughs> and then we talk. We're going to have special guests and stuff like that. So it will run for about an hour, nice. um, and it will be like. How podcasts do their live show, but ours will just be a little bit more. Um, you, <laughs> yeah, you a little yeah. bit more, and lots of fun and X-rated. So, awesome! Mm-hmm. So you guys, you are technically not working; you're writing at the moment. So, what? Yes. Before I let you go, what can we look forward to from Miss Ruby? What's going on in the world? Yes. What's so coming up? hopefully you will get a TV show soon. Um, <gasps> we're just it. pitching it to a lot of different people. Um, and the TV show is kind of about my upbringing, but a lot of other up- people's upbringing, upbringings in the Glebe. <laughs> <laughs> um, kind of inner west area where Beautiful. in gentrification, like it's very fancy and rich now, but people ask, why do you speak like this? And you're not from regional Australia. And I have to tell them <laughs> that, um, well, the kind of Bogan city life that was, you know, Redfern, Newtown, Glebe right. in the nineties yep. and noughties in the flats, in the houses of Glebe and stuff like that. My accent is actually true to prior gentrification and these areas being quite scary and crime field and a lot of different things running through them um, to sell to the city, etc. 
Um, <laughs> and we just had an array of kids, you know, we had Vietnamese boat people in our class. We had the really tough housing commission kids in our class. We had, you know, people who had just moved in, like the editor of Vogue's kids were in our class. We just had this huge melting pot of so many things. Um, but really it's a playoff, um, as like city Australian urban culture, um, and what it would be like today and things like that. So expect really Australiana, really um, down to earth, really real life problems. Amazing. Um, and a lot of funny stuff. We cannot wait. But I'm and... writing that and I'm very new to the kind of screen world, your typical screen world, but I'm really excited because the script is just beautiful and about yeah. love and support and friendship and funny funny and silly <laughs> that's what we love you for so ruby thank you so you. much for your time today if people thank aren't you. following you they need to get a life uh ruby tees <laughs> dot tropical version dot mp3 living our live wire realness there at the bottom. yes yes um and just for all and new tiktok at ruby tees five yes <laughs> thank you yes. oh my god that's I'm okay so appreciative of um all the research you've done um make make a girl feel special on oh Wednesday look morning. i could talk to you for <laughs> hours but you have you have a life and we need to move on we need to get you know out there and we need to get this episode out for the we do so um, thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you i cannot say it enough um make sure you come to newcastle bring the shows to newcastle we'll, well love it. we funny love you, you should here. say that because mystery flight will be coming to newcastle Hopefully in the year. Um, I will be doing stand up in Newcastle very soon. Yeah. Um, she's out there, ladies and gentlemen. Um, and I'll also be coming to Newcastle anyway to do some research for a few things. Just uh, and I really look forward to it. Um, Yay. thank you so much. I thank really you, appreciate Ruby. everyone. It's thank you. And you especially. Amazing. All right, honey. Thank you so much thank for you, your my time. Sweet. Have a Let's great day. Up. Okay, yeah, sure. bye now. Ciao. <laughs> I'm not going. I'm going, I promise. Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.